Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor and I'm your host for today's program. Friends, when we serve others, we glorify God. And when we serve others, it doesn't just bring out our gifts, it brings out gifts in other people. There is so much more to serving others. And today I have invited my special new friend, Gilles Embo Inoa, to come to today's program. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How did I do? You did great. Okay, that was amazing. <laughs> I, I had to practice and phonetically write it. And, mm. and of course, you and I were laughing as we we're going forward mm. because I'm like, well, I have a little bit of practice, but that's Kenya, not Cameroon. It's yeah. a little, I mean, each country is a little different. Yeah, it's a little different accent, a little different culture. Yes. As, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks well, for she, having oh, me. Oh, Gio, thanks so much for coming in. You have been highly recommended by so many people. Uh-oh. And here you are gracing <laughs> our presence. And I just know you are so about the Lord and so passionate about the Lord. Amen. And I feel like we need to start probably back in Cameroon with yeah. when you actually came to know the Lord and how you came to be in the United States. Like, this is a huge journey for you. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's been a long journey. Uh, I remember growing back in Cameroon, we always, my mom likes to travel. So for me, traveling was also always an option. Not that we had money to do it, but before that, I went to on vacation to one of my uncle's house. I mean, him and his wife, they welcomed me and my little sister. And they were all Christians. And it was just a different dynamic to see people praying before they eat, praying before they travel, praying before they make a decision. So one day we were sitting and his wife was just talking with us and he said, she asked us, what's going to happen to you after you die? Are you going to heaven or hell? But growing as a Catholic, we always knew that uh, the way that leads to heaven is narrow and the way that leads to hell is wide. So I told her, when I die, I'll just have to remember to pick the small one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I'm going to get to heaven. She laughed too, just like you are doing. But, and she told me and my sister that, but here on earth is where you choose the path. I said, really? And she said, yeah. And then she explained to us uh, what happens when you go to hell. And, and she also explained to us what God did to avoid us from going to hell. And then she showed me for the first time the love of the Lord mm. that he died on the cross. I was crying because I didn't know that kind of love existed. Oh, my gosh. So at the end of the, this conversation, she asked us, do you want to ask Lord Jesus to be your Lord and Savior? A lot of people say hell scares them. That's why they became Christians. But for me, love is what brought me in. As a 12-year-old kid, I didn't really know what suffering is. So when you talk about hell, it was a different notion for me. Mm -hmm. But love made sense. Mm -hmm. And I just knelt down on the chair and I cried that day, asking Jesus to be my Lord. Oh my, I, I'm getting tears just listening. <laughs> because I, what I love that you're talking about is the love of Jesus. The love of Jesus. And we have so many people in our world that are hurting and they have empty hearts and, and just an emptiness and this yeah. void. Yeah. And if they could really just understand this love of Jesus that can fill that void, it would it make such a difference. difference. Yeah. And after that prayer, uh, I got up and there was a big smile on my face for some reason. There were two other kids, my little sister and another girl. They were all smiling. And she looked at her and said, do you know why? How do you guys feel? She said, I'm just feeling happy inside. Mm. And she says, that's the Holy Spirit because anytime God gains his child back, there is joy in heaven. Mm. 
So it was it was an amazing experience. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm I'm getting joyous. <laughs> I'm smiling just thinking about this yeah. experience. So you accept the Lord, yep. obviously completely transformed. I mean, yes. this was a transformation for you. It is. And talk to me about then this time that happens after you accept the Lord, and at some point you end up in the United States. Yes, after I accepted the Lord, uh, that's when I went to high school. Uh, and of course, it was a different notion for my parents. I come back and I say, I'm a Christian now, I'm born <laughs> again. And they all look at me, my mom is Catholic, my dad is Presbyterian. They say, you've been Christian your whole life. I say, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I took tracks, gave them to them. They kind of... Pushed them back a little bit. They didn't know this me. And uh, throughout the years, I didn't have any fellowship. So I kind of forgot in my head that I gave my life to Christ. But when I turned 16 in high school, I saw two twins walking from class to class when we, we were on break, lunch break. From class to class, they would be preaching the gospel. And they entered my class and they started talking about Jesus. And I was sitting in the back of the class. Something hit me. I said, I know what they are talking about. I, I couldn't wait for school to be done that day. I went back. I went back to the house. I said, Dad, can I have your own, your old Bible? He had a Bible that had no cover. <laughs> I went in. I started reading again. And I started crying. Because all of a sudden, I remembered that I forgot about God a little bit in my life. I went back. I had my own room then. I just cried again. Lord, I'm so sorry. I forgot about you. And the same joy came back. And that's when I look back, we, you get to know that our father is a God. He doesn't abandon his children. He just needs you, us to reach and say, Father, I'm here. And he comes right back. He's always there. Yes, as long as we are still breathing, there is no barrier. There is no wall. He's not going to break down for us. Yeah, he just needs to say, Father, I'm here. Amen. And since then, uh, I started going to a church where they made me a consul in the church and and I started learning about United States. For us growing up, United States was always like a sort of promised land that us African children wanted to go to. Because we look at the nation, the history tells us that it was founded upon Christ, uh, Christian values. So for me personally, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to come to United States to learn how the nation was founded, what made it so great, and go back to Cameroon and do that. I wanted to be a politician. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my goal to come. And then growing in my relationship with God, I heard him asking me to come to the United States to raise a people for him to know him by name. Mm. I got, uh, I want to be in Cameroon. I want to be a politician so I can do in Cameroon what was done in America. But in going so, you cannot, you can never win a battle against God. Just ask Jonas. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I started praying, God, I want to go to the United States now and study and, uh, and help your people know you by name. Whatever that means. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I still, I'm not quite sure the totality of it. He, he reveals it step after, I mean, layer upon layer. So I started Googling, uh, universities and I found Bemidji State University and I liked it because they had smaller classes and it for an African family it was uh, affordable too mm. at least the first year and they had beautiful pictures of summer lake blue lake green grass 
and one picture of snow. <laughs> <laughs> That's called marketing. Yes, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> because I applied and they answered and here I, wo- I was, but I came in January 1st, uh, January 3rd. Oh my gosh. Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> you, they picked me at the airport and we are driving by Bemidji State. And I was looking, snow, okay, I've seen snow on TV, that makes sense. And I asked them where the lake was. The driver, Steve Williams, is the one who picked me up. And he pointed to our left. He said, the lake is right there. I turned, I didn't see any lake. <laughs> I thought he was being funny. And then he said, oh, it's frozen. That froze me a little bit for about 30 seconds or a minute trying to think how you freeze the lake. So I like to say that God kind of tricked me (laughs) in a good way. Oh, my goodness. Bringing me up here. And, yeah, that's how I uh, ended up here. And he connected me to a wonderful church, 10 Strike Church. And that's where I go. Wow. Yeah. I just, I love this vision of you. I mean, I've obviously, I haven't been to Cameroon, but uh, the experience I had in Kenya, you know, for me there, it was the hot, right? Like the extreme for for that. But I know one day we were talking about snow and and they were asking me all these questions. And I was thinking to myself, this is something I experience all the time, right? (laughs) But we see individuals that come from very warm climates that come here. Mm -hmm. And it is a whole new experience. It is different. It is different. Uh, When my dad was still alive and he will be following the the weather and he'll see Terry below, he'll call me and say, are you guys still alive? I say, yes, dad, you're talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) Say, how are you guys getting around? What are you guys doing to live? Say, well, you just throw any kind of clothing you can find on you. and Oh, my yeah. goodness. I love this. Well, and I love what you're talking about, the call for people to know the name of God. And yeah. I was thinking, you know, you and I in, in talking pre-doing the show, yeah. you had mentioned Isaiah 52.6, uh, yeah. you know, therefore my people will know my name. Amen. And this is a call that God really put on your life. Yes, it is. Uh, and the name of God, uh, just a little background. Uh, when I grew up as a young Christian, I used to hear a debate, uh, people debating doctrine. For instance, when you say doctrine of baptism, some will say we have to baptize them in the name of Jesus. Some will say in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But one day I was reading, and I read it. The Bible says, baptizing them, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit asked me, but what is my name? Mm-hmm. It's not the Father, it's not the Son, it's not the Holy Spirit. So what is the name of God? Where two or three are gathered in my name, and they touch on something and they ask for it, I will do it. But what is the name of God? So that's where we call, we come into intimacy, where for you to know his name and for you to carry his name, you need to know him. Yes, amen. The name of God is not just something that uh, we speak. It's uh, the way he taught me that his name is his character. Mm. And how do we get to know that character? Oh, that's a million-dollar question. That's very easy. <laughs> Yeah, you cannot know God until you start relating to Him. It's not a, it's just like personal, you, me, the way we get to know each other is that we speak, we communicate. If you don't speak to God and you don't listen to Him back, you'll never get to know Him. The only person who can really teach you who God is, is God. 
Amen. Brother, you are. Woohoo! <laughs> we have more to come. We're going to take a brief pause. We are speaking with Gilles Mbo Inoa, and we are having a great conversation about God, the name of God, and how we serve him. And we'll be getting more into that service after this brief pause. Don't go anywhere. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice, serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, First Choice, take you home. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218 248 6556. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Nourishing Ways by Kelly Joe, personalized nutrition coaching designed to help women ditch dieting for good and cultivate confidence in themselves so they can nourish their bodies with the food they love without the stress and guilt. Hi, I'm Kelly Joe. I have over 20 years working as a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor. Let me help you live the joy-filled life you crave. Contact me today on Facebook at Nourishing Ways, that's W-E-I-G-H-S, or call me today at 218-368-4911. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Gilles Imbo Inoa. Welcome back to the show. It's so great to have you here. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. We are just having a blast talking about, well, all things Jesus, right? Always. (laughs) God, it's all great. Um, So... We were talking a little bit about you. You came to the United States and you get this awakening in January to snow. Yes. You end up going to school. And at some point, you also end up meeting your wife. Yes, I did. An amazing lady. We've been married for 10 years. I used to have a housemate who was also from uh, Africa, from Zambia. And uh, she worked at Gold Pine and she told me, Jill, you and your Christian ways, I know the girl just for you. <laughs> I said, huh? She, uh, she knew me very well. Uh, and that's how I got to know my wife. We started talking on Facebook and then we met. And uh, yeah, and I looked at her. I said, God, I'm going to like this girl. And he gave me his blessing. I went and I met her parents and family, the whole family. And uh, before I asked her to marry me, I went to see her dad and I asked him for permission to allow me to ask her. And he said, absolutely. You always want to hear that. (laughs) And uh, to honor my parents, who my mom was still alive then, 
I invited my mom to come over before I also asked her to marry me. And I took both of them to Florida for uh, so that she will give me her blessing. Mm-hmm. And uh, after a week in Florida, we came back in my apartment. She looked at me. She said, I like her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's a love story. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And we've been married for 10 years and have three children. They are, I asked her before I came, they are nine Seven and three. <laughs> <laughs> You're I a busy ask. family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this year. We've been married 10 years. It, it's been a bless. We've never had a fight. Wow. We do have disagreement, like everybody, <laughs> but never a fight. And mm. I purpose in my heart to serve her. If I cannot serve her as my closest friend, how am I going to serve you that I don't know? Yes. Amen. So, Amen. Oh. Uh, what a philosophy for marriage, for sure. So thank you for bringing in the serving of others, because one of the things you and I have talked about is what a blessing it is to serve others and why we should serve other people. Let's talk about how did you start to get this? I don't know if it was a conviction from the spirit around this, or how did this door start opening for you around service? Uh, service, um, we'll have to back up before I was before I gave my life to Christ. I used to have uh, two different dreams before being a Christian. The first one is, uh, to make it short, I will see uh, it was, I was sleeping, but it was as if I was watching a movie. I will see a woman who had, at first as a kid, I thought she just ate a lot, but she had a very big stomach. A man following her and she was on a donkey. And then after that, she will enter a house and then a baby will come out. A child will come out of that house. And that's what, I didn't know what it was. And I will forget about a woman and I will start following this man. He came out not as a child. Uh, he came out all grown up. And I will start following him and he will go from village to village, healing people, feeding those who were hungry. And uh, he even raised some people from death. And I will just watch him. And then all of a sudden, without any warning, they will arrest him, they will beat him up, and they will throw him on a very ugly wood-looking thing and throw him in a... In an, um, just to sum it all of it up. And then after they throw him on a, on a pit, they cover the pit, I was so sad and crying. I was crawling to go see if he's still alive in that pit. And then the pit will open right away and the man will go up in heaven. And then I will find myself in the jungle looking for the people who killed him. I was so angry. I was after them. I wanted to get rid of them. But when I became a Christian, the Holy Spirit brought this memory, uh, this dream back to me. He said, I didn't send you to kill them. I sent you to go get them for me. This is this is real. <laughs> it is real. You were having life. this dream before you even know yes. the Lord. Before and you I know used anything. to have it. I had it about three times, always about two weeks before Christmas. Oh, my gosh. And the other dream was, I used to have two of them. The other was, I will, some, a man will come and take me in the dream and will climb a hill. I didn't see the man, but I knew who he was. He seemed familiar even before I became a Christian. He'll take me up off an, on a hill and he'll say, watch. And I will look. It was as if it was the whole world with beautiful house, houses. White, uh, these houses all have something in common is that they were all white houses. So when I became a Christian, I had the same dream. Again, the same man came and got me, but this time he wasn't happy. I couldn't see him. 
I could feel him. He was sad. And I said, why are you sad? He didn't say anything. I just followed him up the hill. And then when we got on that hill, he said, look, the same houses I used to see that were all white, they were all, almost all of them were broken down. And the man would look at me and say, would you go and help my people build their homes again? And that's where the dream stops. So talking about serving people, that's, uh, that's where my calling is, mm. to serve people. We, we, we need to know God. He has to become more real to me than you are standing here mm. because that's who he is, our Father. We need that relationship with him, Father to Son. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> so in serving others, one of the things you and I talked about is that really in serving others, we bring out their gifts. Amen. We bring out our gifts. What are some of the ways that you see that realized as you work with people? People are just like God. They were created not to be alone. Can you imagine the God we served? We call him three in one. We are not going to debate doctrines, but three in one. If him is three aspects in one, how much more us? We cannot be an island. So, the same way he is, is the same way he wants us to be. Iron sharpened iron. I know just a little bit. Deb knows a little bit. Philip knows a little bit. James knows a little bit. So when we come together and we submit to one another, learning from one another, that's how we grow more to have God's character. Mm -hmm. There is something that Deb will do better than anyone around her because that's her gift from God. So when she comes to me, she starts rubbing on me the same character because of uh, power of association. He who works with the wise becomes wise. So that joy that Deb has carries, it just starts flowing through me. And that joy becomes something that I wasn't really born into that, but because I associated with another child of God. So serving people is an amazing way to show God as a whole. It's like marriage. You have a father, you have a mom, and you have the children. The two combined together show us the image of God. Mm -hmm. And some uh, chapter 8, verse 1, and I think verse 1 to 4 says that, Who is the son of man that you are mindful of him? God is mindful of people. So if you want to be the friend of God, be mindful of people. It doesn't matter how much they hurt you. Yes, you are going to be disappointed by people because we are people. <laughs> we do that to one another. But if you can see God in the person in front of you, just like he is in you, it's another whole ball game. Because now you know that I'm reaching to God inside of this person. That's how you can serve people. Even though you are going to get hurt, you know that there is a greater joy for he who gives than he who receives. And you cannot give yourself out for God, and God forgets you. Amen. Well, and I, as I hear you speak, I think about the fulfillment, the satisfaction. Yes. When you're serving, it does fill your cup. It does, does. right? It, it does. just does. And then when our cups are filled, we have so much more to give to other people. Yeah, exactly. Jesus said that love the, uh, the love your God with all your heart with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. So if you love God with everything you have, what do you still have for yourself or for your neighbor? So 
the abundance, as you said, that comes out of serving others gives you God's character. Because you become full so much that you start overflowing. John 10, 10, Jesus said, I have come so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The abundant life comes when you are overflowing. And the only way to overflow, it might seem counterintuitive, but in the kingdom, the only way to flow is to give. The more you give, the more you become like God and the less you lack. Mm. If you are giving people joy, you will never lack joy. If you are giving people smiles, you will never lack a smile. You always see Jesus smiling at you. If you are giving people help, you, somebody will always be there to help. So whatever you sow is what you are going to reap. Mm. So that's why serving people is really serving God. Yes, amen. Yeah. So... Let's just say somebody's listening to this and they're like, where do I start? Gee, where do I start with this <laughs> service concept? What, what would you direct them to do? It's not difficult. We, we relate into people. Uh, I work in a company. I work with people. I can start there. Can I help my coworker have a job that I know she's the one or he's supposed to do it, but they can't? I can start helping. How, how can I help you to do that? Oh, yeah, I can't do this, I can't do it. Okay, I'm, com- I'm going to come ahead, uh, ahead and help you. But again, as children of God, we need to have God in our mind. We are not serving just, service should not become our idol. God should become our focus. Mm. God, can I reach you when I'm coming to this person? And also, if you don't really don't know where to start, somebody knows where you can start, and that's God. Just go ahead to him and say, God, can you please help me? I don't know where to start. And if you are honest in your heart with it, before you are done, before the day is done, you are going to have an opportunity to help and serve somebody. They might not look the way you expect them, (laughs) (laughs) but it's going to be there. And this is what I love when we are so open to what God has for us. That's exactly what happens. Gilles, I just want to thank you so much for coming on today to talk to us. This has been so enlightening, so fun. <laughs> For me too, yeah. And I love what you're talking about, the smiles, because you and I obviously are people who smile. Yes, we are. And laugh a lot. Told, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you're bringing out that when you get that, God will just provide, and it's there, and there's more. Yes. It will overflow. It overflows. So even if you don't know where to start, start with the smiles, right? Start, yeah, start and, there. And be filled with the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! Gio, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a blast. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. We want to thank all of you for choosing to tune in today. And again, we are thanking Gilles Embo Inoa. And we want to thank you for coming in today. Friends, we want to thank Philip Elke for engineering today's program. We want to remind you to live, share, and lead with joy. This is Deb McGregor. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.